Hello, you're listening to Pretty Green Tea Business and Motivation and I am your host Daisy. And I'm Phil. And today we're going to be talking about what you can gain from blogging. I think we should kick things off by talking just a very quick overview of what we have done. I think we have spoke about it before, but Phil, tell us how long you've been blogging for. Uh, I think it's about 15 years, I oh, think. Wow. I could be wrong, I could be overstating it a little bit, but I first got started when I was uh, designing websites for uh, a games kind of blogging, games review website, basically. Hmm. And I kind of cottoned on that what they were doing was getting games for free, playing them and writing about them. And I like getting things for free, I like playing games, and I like writing. So I thought, I'll have a piece of that action. And uh, <laughs> it turned out that kind of many years later, I'm still kind of in the game. I don't really blog full-time or necessarily make it my primary concern, but I still do it because I love getting tech and I love writing about tech and, and playing with things like that. So it's, it's good fun. And have you moved on to other platforms like Instagram and YouTube? Uh, I had... Uh, I had a point where I had other writers writing for me as well, although we never really took it particularly seriously. No one was ever paid. We weren't like a professional outfit. We were just a bunch of people who wrote on the same website. And uh, uh, one of those guys, in fact, John Cranston, who uh, went on to do Cranky Gamers podcast, he signed me up for Twitter under the Gadgetoid handle and made Ah, me start using Twitter. Excellent. Uh, I was fairly resistant to it at first. And then I think you... Uh, got me onto Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, Pinterest, and next it's time for YouTube. <laughs> um, I'm sort of the same, really, in terms of the timeline. I think I've been blogging on Pretty Green Tea for about eight or nine years, and before that, I'd say that I started blogging generally in like 1999, whenever we first got a computer in the house, anyway. And I remember building my first two websites. One was dedicated to llamas on GeoCities. <laughs> and then I think I even wrote about drunken nights out with like my friend Leanne and Helen. Um, I mean, I don't think I put our names in it. <laughs> we, you know, you were a little bit. <laughs> I know. But it was like a bit of a diary. So that's essentially what blogging is. That's true. Um, so, yeah. And then I was blogging through LiveJournal and MySpace. And then I noticed all the Swedish girls I followed were moving on to blogger and like starting fashion and lifestyle blogs so I thought I'd do the same and I'm still doing it now so (laughs) except you're not on blogger anymore you moved over to wordpress I did yes I moved over to wordpress which was a very good decision and of course I use everything from like instagram to youtube to twitter facebook pinterest everything you'll very much dive into all the uh, social platforms yeah definitely I think that Blogging isn't just about having your own website. I think you can be a micro blogger on things like Instagram and Twitter and creating YouTube videos to me is blogging as well because it's all about documenting or writing or making videos or audio about something you're passionate about. It's easier not to refer to it as blogging anymore, but to refer to it as just documenting, uh, communicating your hobbies, your lifestyle, your interests. because there's so many different ways you can communicate now that blogging doesn't really cover it anymore it's not exactly and it's something that not you know that everyone can do like I think sometimes people are a bit scared or they're not sure where to start but if you've got an idea or you've simply got a passion and you want to write about something or you want to make videos or make a podcast about something then just do it like document your thoughts or share your you know share photos from your life 
It can be anything. And yeah. there are all these different platforms to do it from, um, which makes it super easy to get started. And really, there are no rules to blogging. That's something that I really wanted to mention today. Um, there are no rules. Just get started. And then once you're in the swing of things, if you want to improve on your SEO or you want to find ways to, I don't know, to improve on your like, photography skills or like upgrade your equipment, you can. But just get started with what you've got. Yeah, exactly. And there are so many things that you can learn from blogging. Um, I think I've built up a lot of different skills through blogging. And that's why we're going to record this podcast today. <laughs> um, so, and even like, I don't know, even more so than than before, because blogging has pushed me to try so many different things. Yeah, I think I've, I've been the same. Blogging's forced me out of my comfort zone because I get invited to, or used to get invited to press events in London, oh, for example. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't, I don't take it too seriously anymore. Yeah. So I don't really do those things, but I would go out the, my little Norwich city <laughs> and track across the country to the big smoke <laughs> and um, get totally lost in London trying to find the obscure venue that they decided to hold a press event in. And that was something that I didn't really get out much. I didn't really travel a lot until blogging kind of forced me to have to go and do that. So that, that gave me a reason to kind of get out and about, to meet people, to communicate with people, and to have a, a good time generally. And would you say that sort of boosted your confidence a bit? I think so, yeah. yeah. And that improved on like networking skills and, like you said, getting out, getting out of your comfort zone. I think networking is an interesting one, actually, because it's, it's kind of not necessarily vitally important in all cases, but it can be very important for all walks of life. If you get out and network, it can benefit not only your blog or your it can benefit your career if that career happens to be something other than your blog. Uh, it's just a good skill to be able to have, to be able to get out there and to meet people and to kind of mingle at events. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think the same as you, uh, blogging pushed me out of my comfort zone, which in turn boosted my confidence. So going along to events where I didn't know anyone and had to just sort of start talking and you know, you see someone's face that you recognise and you, you say, oh, is this are you so-and-so? And like say their Twitter handle or their blog name because, you know, at the beginning you didn't people didn't always put their real names online. Yeah. Um. So I think like networking and confidence and that sort of thing is a big thing that you can learn through, but not learn, but improve upon. When you meet people at events, you already know them from how they communicate on their blogs and from who they are through their blogs. And it's a bit of an icebreaker, isn't it, before you meet exactly, someone? Exactly, yeah. It's um, And you generally have something in common, which is that you, you blog <laughs> or, you know, you make videos. Um, and that's something that, like you said, is an icebreaker and a good way to start talking to people. You don't quite have that in the games and technology industry until kind of relatively recently when people started to do YouTube shows more often because you didn't see people for who they were. You didn't see a personality. You just read writing. Whereas actually these days, I suppose, if you went to uh, an event where someone like Jim Sterling or... Uh, oh, I've totally forgotten his name, but the guys behind Cool Ghosts, for example, if you went to an event, you'd know them. Matt Lees. From, yeah, Matt Lees and so on. You'd know them from them being outspoken and much more kind of visible and personal. Well, yeah, and, everybody and has their face there now, kind of or the majority of people do, uh, so which makes it all a lot more personable. It does, yeah. 
So yeah, so I think that's something that even if someone wants to start a blog today, that's a, a skill or it's a good way of even just getting to know more people. I always think like I've lived in quite a few different cities now. And the only reason that I've made new friends is because I because I'm self-employed, I'm not mixing with that many different people um until I recently joined a co-working space, but before that I made new friends through my blog because I would move to the new city, I'd talk about living in a new city, and I'd then, as a knock-on effect from that, be invited to events where I'd sort of get to know people. Oh, and you'd meet other bloggers from that city. Yeah, yeah. that works out quite well. So let's move on to another point. I think that another major skill that most people will learn through blogging is how to tell a story, whether that's through words, through photos, videos... Um, it you can tell a story through so many different. I think media that's seen formats. as much more important now than it, it used to be. I mean, historically, in in writing, there would only be very very few pieces about video games, for example, where people actually bothered to tell a story and actually bothered to describe how games made them feel and the kind of experiences they gave them versus just doing a very dry analysis of the content and how good the graphics are and how good the gameplay was and stuff. So that's interesting. I think the modern world of uh, video in particular has has pushed people more towards telling a story than simply just dryly talking about something. But I suppose that that's more applicable in your your kind of Yeah, I think sphere. a lot of the time it came quite naturally because when you're talking about fashion or lifestyle, like I would spend, I would do like a photo every hour throughout the day and you're essentially telling a story about the day. Yeah. So it comes quite naturally. One of the things I found with uh, technology is kind of through the course of my blogging, I've moved from kind of attempting to write a dry analysis of something to kind of slowly talking about exactly what it means to me and, and what difference it makes and, and how it works. I mean, I'll still do fairly kind of uh, review-style posts where I'm talking about what makes something good. But then now when I'm thinking about, for example, the smart home content that we want to put out, I'm thinking more about how do you tell the story of transforming a home into a smart home rather than how do you get a bunch of smart home stuff and just talk about the specifications of it in a sort of dry and methodical manner. So yeah, because you want to make it more relatable to people, so... You do, Instead yeah. of just you wanna, dry facts, because anybody can open... It's a difference between a review and, and something more lifestyle. Yeah. Which I think uh, is a... It sounds like a, a silly word. It sounds like a silly phrase to say a lifestyle post or lifestyle content, but it's it's making something more relatable, making something more interesting and communicating how it affects your life rather than what the thing actually is. Yeah, and I think that's what people are looking for when they're looking for that type of content they don't want to just read the facts about it you know because you like you said you can open up maybe even the instruction manual and find <laughs> all that information it's making that information relatable to the person's lifestyle yeah exactly okay what's what's something else you've learned through blogging i think uh i know it's a silly one but photography and and videography skills those were something that i wasn't really massively into before i started blogging and it was only when i started blogging when i started needing to take pictures of the stuff i was talking about that i got hold of a like a bridge camera and started taking photography a little bit more seriously and started thinking about it and i suppose it's not until comparatively recently uh, when i met you that i started 
kind of moving into more professional cameras and lighting and and all the stuff that kind of is a little bit overkill to get for just yourself but when there's two of us working together on projects and it's feels a bit more sensible to when you can just use the stuff that I've got (laughs) yeah just use your camera (laughs) yeah yeah it's um that's that's something that I really think I've sort of built upon throughout blogging um I started my blog wanting to learn more about photography because I was like studying for finance exams or something at the time and I was so bored and I knew I wanted to get into photography and I'd started I had a camera from like Aldi or Lidl that my dad got um, and I remember taking it on holiday and I just fell in love with photography straight away. Um, so I wanted to use my blog to document document that and I started to learn how to use Photoshop because I'd never really used it before. We didn't do it, didn't study it at school or anything. Um, and then from that, again, I started learning about video and I'm currently well I've been teaching myself how to use like video editing software yeah, yeah so these have all sort of stemmed on from the blogging and I use those things to get work as well so yeah they're quite handy, my blog. <laughs> quite handy general purpose skills to have and I suppose the same applies to uh, actually building your blog in the first place and managing it getting themes customizing themes and and all the little bits and bobs that surround uh, kind of running a blog and just a better understanding of how the internet works and how you you have a presence on it and how you make yeah. it work. Although there are increasingly many services that render that obsolete because you've got your what is it your Wix and what's the other one? Squarespace. Oh, Squarespace. That's the one. Which both are really handy. Um, really handy for people who are starting. Starting yeah, blogging now. How nice would it be if we were like? Together, right? And this is sponsored by Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a perfect. Um, transition sadly not sadly, <laughs> sadly not no uh not yet <laughs> but yeah it's that, that kind of understanding of how to put a website together and how to i suppose again it falls under how to communicate but in this case your your how to communicate your ideas and your thoughts to your audience and how to structure a site how to structure information and even um, writing actually like because i you write in a totally different way for, for the audience of a website because, for example, I had a habit of writing really long posts, which I think at one point people were reading, but these days people aren't reading them unless they're looking for something place, specific. Yeah. If they're looking for something specific and they want a story and they want to kind of understand something in depth. And want yeah, but people form, also want fine. to be able to scan read easily. Yeah, they fine. want to look at photos that tell the story in itself. So if you know, for example, if you're talking about a coffee machine, someone wants to see the photo of the coffee that you've just made with that machine. They yeah, want to be exactly. able to scan easily how to use it or um, like a little video on social media. These are the things that are sort of, that's how blogging is sort of changing and developing. Yeah, this is why I've kind of mixed my format up recently to basically do a load of stuff on Twitter and then bring those tweets in to form the meat of my blog posts and talk around those. So they'll they'll show the photos that I was taking at the time when I was playing with that product and kind of a bit more of a personal hands-on experience with it. And then I just write around that. Which and is... does that show the interaction that, to those? So when you embed those tweets, does it show the interaction that you're getting around them? Through it does, the yeah. So I think you can, you can see the retweets and the comments and stuff if you, you 
click through into them, but you can also see my replies to those tweets as well. So you get like the uh, response tweet and the parent tweets. So I can do a couple of different photo things and then embed them as well. So, so I need to figure out a way of actually bringing those in and embedding them in my website just in case Twitter disappears. Yeah. So what we're essentially talking about now is the importance of adapting to change, which is actually a topic that will be coming up on the <laughs> podcast. Nice segue there. Yeah. <laughs> that's the word that I was looking for, for before. Segue, not transition. I think it's a segue spelled S-E-G-U-E, isn't it? Not S, not not like the uh, two wheels thing. Oh, what? But, the... Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean, those was... little machines. I don't know yeah. what to call it. Yeah, it's a segue. I went on a segue tour around Paris which was through my blog, actually. <laughs> and that was one of the best things I've ever so, done. technically one of the skills you've picked up from blogging is how to ride a Segway. <laughs> how to ride a Segway. No, it was fantastic. Like, it takes you a few minutes to get used to it. But if you get the chance to do a Segway tour around any city, it's really fun. <laughs> like, very fun. I really want to do it again. I guess we've kind of covered it, but, um, like, the digital world just moves so fast and you have to be ready to sort of see how your audience is consuming what you're creating. God, that was so many buzzwords. That was (laughs) horrible. But what I mean by that is I find that people are, they're not reading in my, in my field, they're not reading such long form posts unless they're looking for something specific, like a travel itinerary or maybe a review on a specific hotel. Whereas over on Instagram, you can give someone a bite-sized bit of information a little video or a photograph and I'm finding that people are sort of tending to to be there more than on the blog so they're going to comment on Instagram or Twitter as opposed to logging in and leaving a blog post because everyone's using their phones when they're reading or watching something it's a little bit kind of I find that while I do really like long form stuff if I go and click through to a blog post sometimes I'll get about halfway through before I'm just like can't read any more of this anymore and I, I don't know who it was I always end up quoting people that I can never remember who they are it's just going to be one of those your cuff. long quotes no this isn't a quote oh, it's just someone who said they've become lazy I think it was someone you were watching on YouTube actually and they mm. said they'd become lazy at consuming content and they just couldn't be bothered to read long content anymore and they'd switched over to stuff like audio and stuff like YouTube because you can sit back and relax and have that information communicate to you, whereas reading something takes conscious effort and, and concentration, which is it's sad to say that people are too lazy to read these days, but it's just... Is it sad or is it just the, you know, it's, that's adapting to change? I think people still like, pick cause... up a book and read a book and reading as a way of escapism and a way mm. of uh, enjoying a book as a thing is still very much alive whereas reading is a way to kind of gain information and learn or to get an insight into someone's life or their opinions not so much a thing anymore i don't see it as a Uh, sad thing though i think it's just the way we're changing and developing and if we're still going to get that same bit of information but someone's speaking to you you know or someone yeah someone's talking to you through your headphones then it's you know, you can get that information while you walk to work instead of this staring true, yeah. at your phone and reading it. Um, I'm really into listening to audiobooks at the moment. And I know people have said, oh, it's not the same as reading a book. But I love reading a book, but I don't have the time or maybe I don't make the time for it. But the amount of books I've got through already through using Audible or 
something yeah. like the Cobbian of Earth. I, I read in, in fits and bursts, so I'll pick up my uh, my Kobo ebook reader and I'll grab a load of books onto it and I'll read through dozens of books uh, in one big marathon. When did you last do um, that? Quite a number of years ago now when I got that <laughs> ebook reader. Yeah. And now it's just been gathering dust oh, since. Oh, I did marathon a whole bunch of books, so... Um, but yeah, audio books are just much easier to consume, and mm. it's uh, much less hassle. And especially now with uh, you know who in the corner there, um, yeah, smart thingy who whose name I shall not mention for fear Close that friend it'll of suddenly start interrupting the uh, podcast. Yeah, but you can basically just command it to start playing an audio book at night and say, "Give me a sleep timer," and you don't have to get out of bed. You don't have to find your book. You don't have to have that somewhere. You don't have to worry about it plonking on your face as you snooze and fall yeah. asleep you can get into a comfortable position and listen you don't have to be sitting upright with a light on it's just reading text is a problem a hassle we're getting massively off topic yeah here anyway, really but, off topic uh, but that's that could be this but i'm just saying this this concept that people are finding listening to things more mm. interesting means that and kind of as you develop your blog, you kind of need to learn to communicate in the way that your audience is consuming stuff, isn't it? That's exactly. that's the point we're, we're in a very roundabout way yeah. trying to make. Yeah. No, definitely. And also just while while we're on the topic, although I think, like we said, this will be a whole podcast on its own. But I think it's important not to sort of demonize the technology. Um, you know, like I hear a lot of people saying, oh, everyone's staring at their phones on the on the train or like, you know, people aren't picking up a book like we were saying, but people are still consuming that book. But the, you know, you're listening to it through your way. headphones, or you know, you're just. I think it's just saving time, and I don't know. I I I think it's important not to, not to think that technology is sort of. I can't really put it into words. This is we've gone off topic. I think people for a start, are always a little but, bit resistant to change, aren't they? They're a little bit resistant to yeah. the new thing. But yeah, demonising technology is a, a kind of problem these days because people see it as, like you say, a bad thing when in actual fact it's just another way of accomplishing the same things we've been doing for hundreds of years. It's just more sophisticated. And I don't yeah. think necessarily it's negatively affecting society. Uh, massively off topic again. Yeah, let's shelve that. Before we get yeah. super political. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Everyone's just waiting on the edge of their seat. Bill's <laughs> going off on a rant. Again, um, time management. That is something that's Ooh, really yeah. benefited me. That's um, something that I've never really picked up from blogging. But I would spin it as maybe self-motivation, something like that. Because hmm. time management is just something I'm not especially good at. And even through all this blogging, I've not ever really become especially good at it and I'm not good at blocking out but I've become better at self-management and self-motivation I'll have a technique for putting out an article I'll go and write some notes into a new post I'll do the tweets that form the fundamentals of it and then that'll all come together sooner or later as a post mm. but time management doesn't really factor into that for me no, so but much, I was, but... to me that's still time management though because you you know you've got to write that post so you're you're diving in and writing an outline for it <laughs> at an earlier date, you know. You're laying I, the foundations, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I think I've definitely picked up some good time management skills because of my blog. When I was working in a nine-to-five office job, I was having to go to that, come home, and then spend the next three hours on my blog. So I would always be sort of, like you said, 
writing out a layout of what I wanted to do. I'd know what I need to write about when I needed to take photos. You know, before I got studio lights, I always had to take photos at the right time during the day <laughs> unless I wanted to get shadows on everything. Um, so, yeah, so I think time management is something that anybody would pick up as a skill or maybe you'll find new methods. Like, I love time blocking. I think I subconsciously do time blocking. Yeah, I I think there's definitely a lot of skills that people can learn through starting a blog or microblogging, YouTube, in anything. You can pick up so many different skills. So we've only covered a few of them today. There the, are many more, and it'll be subjective to each person. The takeaway point is that you should document. You should give it a go. If you've got something interesting to say or you, you've got a hobby that you enjoy doing or there's just an aspect of your life that you think is somewhat different or maybe people like you are underrepresented on the internet, then just document your life. Document and it's so life. nice to look back on. And I find that I remember like a lot of things because I wrote about them on my blog or because <laughs> I put pictures on my blog. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah, it's just a nice way to look back on things. And then, you know, if you're obsessed with gin or you're obsessed with football or fairy lights or anything, <laughs> you can... Write about it. Why not? Why, Why not? not? There is uh, the Fry Up Inspector, for example. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a fantastic blog, which I think, was it Norwich based? Norwich I think based. It seemed to go through all the Norwich Fry Ups primarily. But he tra- but, travels a lot as well yeah, now. Just a guy who went around to Fry Ups and, and had the breakfast and just rated it. And his picture. girlfriend would have the vegetarian one, I think. <laughs> he had the like standard English breakfast and he'd do a review, tell you what like the cafe was like or restaurant what the fry-up was like, what the coffee's like, did the, you know, service. <laughs> and we we went to quite a few it, places it because like of that blog. Yeah, it sounds like something that would be stupid and pointless, but we, we actually read that blog, we looked at the places that we rated, and we went and tried them. So there you yeah. go. I wonder if he's on Instagram. I'm going <laughs> to check. The fry-up inspector. Definitely check out his blog. I've not looked at it for a while. I hope that this has inspired some of you to stop talking about wanting to start a blog and just get started because there's so many benefits to it. Yeah, even if you don't come away with a massively successful blog, you'll you'll come away with a set of skills that you wouldn't have um, had the opportunity to develop otherwise. So Too true. Go for it. Yep. Okay, we shall see you in the next episode. <laughs> Indeed. And you can find me on Twitter and everything else under Pretty Green Tea. And myself on Twitter and Instagram under Gadgetoid. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.